This is Human V Robot, a podcast about the intersection of humanity and technology. Welcome to Human V Robot. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how tech is affecting our health. I'm Andy Vanny, and I'm here with my sister Heather. Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great. So we've made a few notes on uh, how tech is affecting your health. Did you have any general thoughts on this uh, before we get into some of the yeah. specifics? Okay, backstory a little bit on this. So the last couple of times we talked, and if people are listening to this in order, you'll notice that there was a few weeks there where we were really talking about some pretty hard-hitting, heavy topics. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, well, we, will anyone have jobs in the future? And like, you know, with the AI apocalypse. And I think we foreshadowed that in our, this is what our podcast is about business. That there's a little bit in there uh, that, you know, we would go there. So um, I don't feel bad about going there. But on the other hand, I'm like, can we just dial this back a little bit to how tech interacts? with us today yeah. right now in this moment like just sort of an analysis on you know where it's intersecting with our lives right now and how and a little bit less on how might it affect us in the future although that'll probably be in here so that was my motivation about talking about not that that's anything less serious when it comes to um, technology is impact on health because health is like kind of really important um, but it's just you know a little less uh, future focused I guess right yeah, and I'm I'm definitely guilty of that. A little bit of obsessing over the uh, the possibilities, and we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Obviously, like <laughs> anything could happen. Oh, you don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? I, I would love it if I knew exactly where we were going to be in ten or twenty years. But uh, but yeah, I think it's oh, very yeah. important to talk about how where we're at right now as well. Like, how are these affecting us right now? Um, yeah. Yeah. So the first article I linked had some, I think it was like maybe the most obvious article in a sense, like these are the things everyone talks about. And I, in some ways I'm kind of like, yeah, this is a little bit obvious, but I think it's also important to talk about like, uh, our own experience with it. Like, for example, the first, the first example they give is, musculoskeletal issues and like personally i have been a huge fan of having my standing desk for working having that option mm -hmm. like working at a computer all day i think it's important to think about the ergonomics of technology in a sense um, oh yeah 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 and even like the i think the second or third point is about like digital eye strain and like just even the sort of physical business about um, and I, I do like my reading, I do it on my phone, yeah. like my books, <clears throat> I download them from the library, like, and read on. And so I'm just like computer screen to computer screen. And then you just kind of end up in this like, like hunched over, right. you know, thing. And I'm like, my neck hurts. Like, why does my neck hurt? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I'm just like, like crunched over, you know, and that it's like, wow, you just like get up in your body and move and like be like physically in your body more. And I think it's hard because the there's kind of like this, it's not productive work, I guess, if you're just moving in your body, but sometimes that can like shake you. Right. Uh, and I'm saying this as I'm like, not good. It's like, I'd rather just sit and get to my task list than just take a short walk or break. Right. But like, I mean, just putting your... I feel like it's like visually I'm kind of thinking about it like putting my mind sort of back. Okay, let's just get it out of 
completely my head and get back in my body, right. you know? Yeah. And so the standing desk and the other point that I wanted to bring up is like walks have become very important for, for me. And part of that, part of why I really like podcasts now is that walks are an important part of my day in that like when you work at a computer, like I started, I, I, I had years ago been doing a very physical job and then I, I moved into tech where I'm at a computer all day and it took me far too long to realize that, hey, the, you know, something's got to give with your body as you're, when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're doing this all day and then our extremes and and then your entertainment you know everything is very sedentary it's yeah. it's important to offset that somehow and so walks have been very have become very important to me um and and you're totally right about the eye strain thing as well like if you're on a screen all day and don't um like don't check yourself and say, oh, you know, I, I have to find something to do that's away from the screen for my own sanity and mental health and physical health. Um, yeah, I think it's it's important to be conscious of those things. Yeah. And I also wanted to just like for a minute talk about what we mean when we talk about health um, and what I mean. I mean, this is sort of like an interest that I have just like another place and I don't know how much it overlaps with this but I mean health is not what I'm considering like if you I don't know like fit fluencers or something like that right. where people are like lifting weights and like getting in great shape and their bodies are looking like a real athletes or something I think I think I'm thinking of it more from the perspective of wellness which includes a lot more so there's like your physical although I am a big advocate for like days daily physical activity I work out and get a good sweat on quite a few times a week yeah. um, just because it transforms my own mind. And um, it's really important, like in my family, like we prioritize like, okay, if you one person has to watch the kids, so the other person can go to the gym and right. because that's part of our mental health. It's the same as taking medicine, honestly, to, to me. Um, so like, that's one way to view health and like, you know, the foods that you eat, although I think enjoyment is going to be a huge part of even health in general, like you have to like what you eat and enjoy, enjoy the people you share it with, make social connections to other people, because that's a huge protector of longevity is social connections. Um, and so reaching out and connecting with a community of people and having friends and it can be done i think it can be done online like in a sort of mediated way by tech um i think that's we kind of touched on that before but i, I think it's possible to although it is a little bit complicated maybe or it can be yeah. <laughs> fraught um but there's like just a lot of there's a lot in health i guess and well-being that i'm all i'm counting it all yeah. uh, in this you know, discussion on, on health. It's not like we stop moving uh, because tech made us stop moving. It's like, well, maybe it's isolating, but also maybe it allows us to connect. And I don't know. Right. The, so I'm, I'm leaving it quite open in its definition. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's important because yeah, the, the same as you, I'm not really thinking of this in terms of like becoming my peak physical self or whatever it, it is really just for sanity right like this is yeah. this is the yeah. like 
the the more time you spend on a screen in a day the more like you you really do have to offset it with some kind of um centering experiences right that that bring you back into your body into yourself and into the world um yeah so uh another point on the negative impacts from that article was the one that I'm kind of dubious of is like, no, I shouldn't say dubious of, but the negative effects on kids, like I, I get that. Like, I think it affects kids maybe disproportionately, you know, more than because maybe they don't have the tools to, to center themselves and, you know, their experience. But I like, Anytime it's like, well, this is ruining our young people. I, I feel like yeah, that's, I don't. Yeah, I don't love that narrative. It's like the ruins a generation or something. I mean, it's like it's kind of one of those kids these days arguments, yeah. which has existed for all of time. I would argue. Right. Um, and so both of us are raising kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. Sometimes I really do. I'm just like, I wish there was a time you know, there that I could have maybe raised kids in a time when I didn't have to make this calculation about like how much screen time they watch and monitor this and they're getting all these doses and hits of, you know, right. serotonin and YouTube and whatever. But then I'm also like, if I lived at a different point in time, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a job. Like I yeah. would be just staying at home and I would be, I would feel, you know, I would just, I can just see myself being one of those like, just depressed right. <laughs> you know like it would be so hard to uh, it's just not my my vibe you know yeah. to sort of i don't know i more about the gender equality thing which is it's you know kind of better better than it's ever been although there's you know yeah ways to go there For uh sure. but yeah i mean that and that's kind of like but i get so frustrated with people like oh it's gonna like you know, it's going to make kids addicted to their phones and they're not going to be able to regulate and then they're, you know, not going to make friends and they're not this and that. I'm like, I just don't, quite frankly, I just don't like that narrative. Yeah. I don't know. There's anything, I don't know if I can prove it wrong, but I just don't like it. Yeah. And I, like, I think that's, it's basically, um, it's making the children out to be victims of this thing we're imposing on them in a sense. Like, like, I think the, the flip side of it is I think by growing up with it, you almost have a better, uh, like you can switch gears easier than like, like, I think the way I've observed my daughter integrating, like her communicating with her friends through digital communications and in person, you know, they almost like seamlessly switch gears where I think, like we had previously talked about how we have really different experiences of people in person and online. Like, I think, I think that maybe there's something in that, in that, that kids are probably better at this. Be They're kind of flattening it. Yeah. It's the same. It's almost. the same. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any, I have zero to back that up. Obviously. <laughs> this, like, is a but, this is just a very observational thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that has to be. And I think like fundamentally, I wonder to the extent to which that technology can actually rewire or change our brain that much. Right. I wonder, it's kind of this good old, good old nature nurture is going to come in for a second. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like, can we really say that, you know, growing up and watching like some 
TV and YouTube videos is really going to, or whatever the next thing is, is really going to fundamentally change how a human brain is capable of that people are just going to be completely without attention spans and incapable of sort of deep work. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's good to certainly, I've read lots on that topic that it's really important to protect our, you know, time and be guarded of it. But growing up with it, I think then you, it's fully integrated. Like it doesn't sneak up on you or surprise you. It's, it's, you're fully aware yeah. um, of it in your life and its presence and can maybe, I don't know, deal with it a little better, make strategies earlier on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the one other uh, uh, negative impact that I kind of skipped over was the psychological issues, because I think this one is maybe, you, you know, you you wanted a more grounded conversation, I think, in this one. And this one, we could really go off into the hypotheticals of how it's affecting us psychologically. <laughs> like, well, uh, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> like, I want to keep this sort of contained. But like, I think some of the examples they had in there, like doom scrolling is like one of those experiences that you hear the term and then you're like, oh, yeah, I, I know what that's all about. But it's also by naming it, you kind of take away some of its power because you can recognize it when when you're doing it. Um, I I don't have much more to say on that other than like I do lean towards like the the side of like I'm quite suspicious nowadays of social media and excessive social media use. Like I to me, it is not a valuable part of my life anymore really <laughs> and mm -hmm. and i'm curious like for people that it is a big part of their life like is that a good part of your life or is it adding value or is it is it just one of these things where you spiral into you know i i don't know i like personally i mean yeah. we all cope uh life is hard yeah and we have different ways of coping with the hard things. To assume that we can just cope by eliminating coping mechanisms is very strange. Right. Like there's a lot, I, I kind of was, have a big like, again, this sort of interest in this fitness and diet culture and body positivity stuff that's going on sort of in my mind that I won't get too much into, but I think that there's some stuff in there about that you know, this sort of like demonization of things like binge, binging at night or whatever, right. like at night you're sad, you're hungry, you're mad, you know, you're not even hungry, but you're just eating because you just want to feel better. And it kind of makes you comforted yeah. <laughs> to eat something and then you eat mindlessly. And it's like, people are like, oh, that's so terrible. I'm like, yeah, you know what else is bad? Like, I, I don't know, like going out and taking your anger out on somebody, like with a baseball bat. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. there's certainly like a lot worse things you could do to cope right. than eating some cake. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and, and I, I think it's just kind of like, look at the scale of the problem. Right. Like, you know, it's like, okay, so if you're doom scrolling in order to sort of like cope with a sort of general sense of, I don't know, if you're feeling lonely or sad or tired and you're and you're or scared or whatever and you're d d sort of d doom scrolling right. i mean it's not like helping you but also i mean i guess it's kind of it might be a little bit perpetuating that sort of lonely sad isolating instead you could be choosing to go out and connect with a friend or text a friend or something maybe you're not but like do we always make the right choice right. and also is that the worst choice you could possibly make right you know 
Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at on that. She's like, oh, that's like, you got to eliminate that from your life and like eliminate coping mechanisms. Like, I don't know, maybe someone's really going to disagree with me on this, but that's, that's how I see it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. It's the, it's the correlation versus causation thing. Like where I, I see that kind of behavior as more of a correlation of other things going on, maybe like that in my own life, like, I don't think, well, I don't want to say either way. I don't, I, I honestly don't know. Like for me personally, I found that I spend a lot less time with social media than I did at one point, partly because I think the platforms are just in inevitably all of them are far worse than they were when they started. Right. Like, um, even so it was pretty kind of hilarious. My daughter was uh, complaining about how bad TikTok is. God. <laughs> so she was like saying how TikTok is trying to copy these features of other platforms. And it's just terrible. Oh, TikTok wow. is terrible these days. It's like, oh, yeah. These days. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like. Some people haven't even figured out what TikTok is. Exactly. Yeah. They're already ruined before people even oh. get there. And I think it's kind of the, like, every platform has that, that problem, right? Is it's trying to, it's trying to, by trying to get better over time, like by uh, pleasing more people or becoming more profitable or increasing revenue, they, they just, they just get worse, it's become, in my opinion, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. It's just like, once you, when you have something organic, um, that sort of like works for the people that are on it and they're happy with the service. But then ultimately, once you have traction, you're trying to get more traction and raise profits yeah. for, you know, your shareholders or whatever. So then you're going to, you know, kind of continue to exploit the features that are driving those profits and then downplay the things that maybe what led to its organic growth. So then, yeah, <laughs> TikTok these days. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Still, still haven't joined. I just no. I was like, I'm too old for this. I, I did. I do have a TikTok account, but I've not been on there like more than a handful of times. So I, I don't have a strong opinion on it either way, but uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the positive effects, um, I honestly, like, I think we've already kind of talked about some of this stuff where it's like, yeah, like having some tracking, uh, tracking your fitness and diet and medication can be very helpful for, you know, uh, just self-assessment type stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, if it motivates you, like the health thing that comes yeah. on your your watch or whatever, and if you're like getting them steps in, you know, or wh- whatever, and encourages you to, and I think it's important to check that with your mental health again, with the balancing sort of holistic version of health. Yeah. Um, so don't don't go chasing like you know that ring when you're just like exhausted and you just need to rest. Right. You know, like that's like really important, but which I'm sure I've been guilty of before. Um, but if it helps you, like, what's the downside? You know, it's there and it's going to give you a nice little number and some people that really appeals to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So any, I don't know if any of these other positive effects catch your eye. I, I, I'm, yeah, I think they're, they, I think they could have gone more into, like, because I think there are potential psychological yeah. benefits and, and like some, some correlations, like almost all of the negative impacts have a potential uh, 
positive correlation, I think, as well. Like there we could be seeing other positive effects that they didn't really get into in the article, which I don't really blame them. People don't want to read about the positives. <laughs> and, no, they're there for that that list of negatives. Yeah. Uh, this is the doomsday stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, there's lots of things. We've talked about this too before, about like sort of like AIs, you know, in, in health and that sort of thing and making it a little bit le- like, uh, you know, as a, a consumer of health services or whatever, it can be very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and anything that would assist in that to be seen quicker, to be, you know, assisted faster, to get diagnosed better. Yeah. Uh, all good. All good things. Yeah. Like, I want that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, I think there, to summarize, I think there are probably a lot of positives that we, we maybe we're not getting into right now. And maybe we'll, we will at some point. Um, but so the second article I linked was uh, a little more of a broad panel of experts. And I, I just picked out a few quotes because I thought the William James quote was pretty interesting. Uh, and, uh, and I'll just read it <laughs> out. And school, William James. Yeah, it's going way back. 1890. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. He said, uh, the faculty of voluntarily bringing back our wandering attention over and over again is the very root of judgment, character, and will. And so obviously they were applying this in the case of technology with the ins- heavy insinuation that technology is, is destroying. Well, <laughs> yes. So the, the insinuation was that it's contributing to this wandering attention, right? That we can't huh. pay attention to anything anymore, these de- kids these days, you know, kind of argument. Um, right. But right. I, okay. I actually find... Like, for me, I think the opposite may may also apply here. Like, like, maybe we are actually better at bringing our attention under control because there are so many things vying for our, our attention, right? That we have to yeah. be a little more disciplined about uh, taking, taking our attention back. But again, I have no proof of this. I just, I just thought, like... Hmm, that's interesting that you just insinuate that our attention is worse because so many things are vying for our attention, right? Yeah, I think weirdly, I think this at this point in time, uh, you know, when people say time is money, I think there is a point in time now, and maybe we'll continue that we could say attention is money. So looking, so keeping people on your platform and clicking and doing, so just know that whenever you're using one of those platforms, whoever is you know, <laughs> created it, has created it to capture as much of your attention as possible. Right. They're trying to buy it. They're trying to keep it. Um, and when you know that, I think you can be like sort of an informed, I don't know, consumer, yeah. I guess. And that's sort of the goal is just to know, you know, again, like the first thing is just to understand and to know that that's what, that's what people are trying to, you know, it's precious and it's important. Um, and that's what people are trying to, trying to buy. Um, and uh, I don't know, there's, there's lots of, um, books and resources on on that. The one that I'm thinking offhand is The Indistractable um, by Nir Eyal. Okay. Um, And it's just like, you know, basically about how platforms become addictive or, you know, try to get people to stick on them. Um, But attention, and this goes back to my other one here too, which is uh, Cal Newport's work has extensively talked about digital minimalism and deep work and all this kind of stuff that the context shifting between different 
types of things, tasks, like for example, looking at your email and then back to a thing you're supposed to be writing and then at your email or whatever. Like if you're doing something that's like cognitively hard work, yeah. like a sort of, I don't know, a, you're making your three-year strategy for your business or something and you need to get it, you know, formulated and out and down, that that by context shifting between one thing to the another is going to reduce the quality of the work. Right. So if you're a, a person who is needs to do deep work to get paid for deep work yeah. <laughs> um, then you have to set boundaries around that work um, and to be able to do something that's higher quality right basically the whole thesis I think of the deep work book and digital minimalism kind of takes that but also then goes into um, you know the, you participating on social media platforms in a way that works for you. Like if you are a musician and you need to sort of like advertise on a social media platform, get in, get out and use it, you know, right. for your purposes instead of being sort of like right. a cog in the wheel of the machine, I guess. Right. Make it work for you. Yeah. And related to that is probably the, uh, the rise of like meditation as a, like yeah. pop culture phenomenon in a sense that every <laughs> yeah. like meditation becomes this tool that that's I think very important in that like you you need some training to not be swept up by everything that that comes along right and yeah. you need a break from it to to recenter and I think like meditation as a very specific practice like is is good but as a general practice is much better in a sense like taking that walk or just getting away from the screen like having that control over a wandering mind is important so that's kind of why i thought this william james quote was was kind of good in a sense like i think it is a good practice for today's uh culture yeah 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 i think so too yeah and then the second quote I pulled out was Jaron Lanier. I don't know if you're familiar with Jaron Lanier, but no, uh, I don't know who that is. So he's I I'm gonna total totally space on his background, but uh, he's a technology guy that basically is very uh, critical of social media. And so the the, the quote yeah, is I got quit your I felt that yeah quit your social media now. It's bad for you. And I actually okay. like I actually agree with a lot of what he says, and I think even like the article was basically saying, "Well, this is impossible. People can't just give up. like that. That's an unreasonable request." But I think it's just kind of a hyperbole of the the point is that like it's okay to just put this away. It's okay to not you know pay attention yeah. to it, right? Like, yeah, you, it, you won't just. Yeah, a friend of mine just up and quit social media. And sometimes I forget, like, oh, she didn't see that picture. She didn't see this thing I posted. Yeah. But I just, like, text her more now. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, by the way, this happened. You'll have no idea because the only social media platform you have is LinkedIn for work, <laughs> right? Like, Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's the, the point that I took away from it anyway is, like, uh, I think it's important that people know that like this is not a requirement of modern life like you you have permission you have permission to just delete your accounts and like it, yeah and you still have value yeah, as a person exactly yeah without having a social media persona yeah yeah so i think 
uh, yeah, that's just something I wanted to touch on because I think it's uh, some people feel sort of trapped by it in that like I like I just can't do that like because I'm it's required like my voice is required in this context or whatever when it's like if it's not benefiting you you like you have permission to just give it up (laughs) yeah and I think it's like give it up in favor of something better because I think that this comes down to because I understand this fear because this is a really deep-seated existential crisis that if I don't participate in this sort of like corpus of conversation this huge body of information that's going on out there then what is the evidence that I ever existed right (laughs) <laughs> so this is a big whoa sorry i took it there um but i'm like ultimately the the most sort of value that you could bring to others around you is maybe just that deep quality relationships that you maintain with other people as well as like putting in a tidbit here and a fragment here and a bit here that's one thing but doing some deep thought work or some discovery or some learning or sharing something in a certain platform or way and that's quite limited you know that doesn't build you that isn't posting three times a week or whatever you know that that is maybe that's your real contribution is to be more calculated with it and i mean I, i can't answer this is a very philosophical question but i just consider whether the real kind of evidence that you existed could be not that you participated yeah. in Twitter. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is so ephemeral. It's like, it's gone. Yeah. Like, no, like, and that's kind of the, the trademark, I guess, of Twitter is, is in a sure. sense is that it's gone in a few days, but, yeah. but it's all the same. Like, it, like no matter how, yeah, it, it it's important to have some perspective on that for sure. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's good. Absolutely. Uh, did you want to talk about digital minimalism anymore? Or do you think we should come? No, I, I think uh, I think we covered that. I mean, uh, like I, I'm a big, if you're into the stuff that will allow you to gain more control over your um over the things that you're doing and make it work for you instead of just, I think that's, if there is a conclusion to be had here, that is the conclusion that, that, you know, we, we are all going to participate in technology that, you know, this biz, like nobody's sort of really exempt. I mean, maybe there's a few cookies that are, but mostly to participate in modern society, I guess you have to be participating with technologies. It's not an either or, you know, thing that we're talking about here, but it's mostly just being aware that the effects that such a thing has on you and making sure you're okay with those things as a person. Like you're okay with, you know, putting your attention towards that thing or towards that thing and not just, you know, but also knowing that like, I fully approve whatever coping, (laughs) not whatever, (laughs) you know, like healthy coping, just, you know, you're going to feel sad and you're going to doom scroll and that's okay. And I said, so, um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's pretty much all that I would take away from that, too. Awesome. Well, I think that is a good conclusion. Um, I feel like our other episodes kind of just fly off into the ether. But this this one, I think we both have. Yeah, I, I, I like that conclusion. Yeah. Okay. That felt that felt for us. That was as practical as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for chatting, Heather. And we'll talk to you next okay. week. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening. To hear all our episodes, search for Human V Robot wherever you find your podcasts.